welcome to the Heart in Soul podcast. I'm your host, Jess Harton, and this is a place where we navigate the journey of self-discovery together. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another solo episode. I hope you're all doing really well. I hope everybody had a good weekend, is nice and well rested, ready to kickstart this week because I know I am. I'm feeling very energized and ready, and I feel like I'm back in action. It feels so good to be sitting here and recording another solo episode. I feel like it's been such a long time because low-key it has Um, and I guess that's just address the elephant in the room. I apologize for not posting last week's episode. It's just been a bit of a learning curve for me guys. I fully had a script and episode ready, everything written down, what I was kind of going to be talking about and I would sit down to record it and it just didn't feel right. Honestly, it just didn't feel right. Everything kept going wrong. There was technical issues. It would work. And then I went to record it the next night. And I think it was just the universe's way of saying this episode isn't it. Like I just, that episode was never supposed to be released. And it kind of led me to do a bit of reflection. It just didn't feel authentic to me. I'm glad that I've kind of picked that up at the beginning of my journey, I feel like I had this limiting belief of some sort that all of the podcast, if I was to put out a podcast episode, it had to be super informative. It had to be filled with all of these statistics. It had to be like, you know, Jay Shetty quality with just information thrown at you left, right and center. And it kind of just felt it didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel authentic. It was too structured and too formal, like writing down a full script. And I just felt like I was consistently trying to prove myself to the audience or prove my, prove the things that I was saying to everybody when I just don't want to have to prove myself to anybody. I don't want to have to feel like I need to prove these things. At the end of the day, if you guys are listening to this podcast, you're either A, a really supportive friend, or you believe in energy and you believe in the things I'm talking about. And I don't need to like prove it to you and shove these facts and stuff down your throat for you to relate with it in some sort of way. Which just isn't the direction I want this podcast to be in. This podcast is all about my journey. Yes, I definitely want to give people the information and give people some statistics and facts around the stuff that I'm talking about. But I just feel like the way that I was doing it before was too inauthentic. It was too, like I was just trying to kind of grab information from or grab facts from articles or grab facts from whatever it was and try and put it into the podcast so people would believe what I'm saying. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't feel like I have to prove myself (laughs) or I don't feel like I need to, you know, I just don't want to have to feel like I should be proving myself to the masses that like I know what I'm talking about or that like you, you have to believe me this is it it's just like if you 
agree with what I'm saying and it resonates with you, then fantastic. If you don't, then like, that's okay. We can move along. We can still be friends, but like, you know, maybe we just don't agree on that little situation and that's totally fine. Now, it's not to say I'm not going to be spitting some straight facts on this podcast and have a bunch of stats and stuff to share with you. It's just going to be more casual in the way that I express it. Um, It's just going to be more genuine and more authentic to me. And also, I want to reassure that my previous episodes, they were in essence still genuine to me. I believe and I stand by absolutely everything that I've said It's just the way that I've delivered it, I want to change. So moving forward, I think the podcasts are hopefully going to be a little bit more relaxed. Hopefully you'll be able to tell it in my voice that I'm just here being a chatty Cathy, speaking about my life, speaking about my experiences, giving you some cool information um, and going over still some like interesting topics. And it's good because I love the part of researching more about the specific topic like for example if I want to speak about manifesting or if I want to speak about law of attraction or if I, whatever it is I want to speak about obviously I know what these things are but I really like doing more research and putting together some you know bits of information because I'm like okay that's cool and being like yes I like that people will get that or whatever but I only want to put it in if it resonates with me and I feel it in a certain way because I feel like what I was trying to do was I would get these facts or I would be picking up these things that I think would prove my point to other people or other people would be able to resonate with and it was more coming from a space of like is the audience going to believe that how can I make the audience believe it rather than like yes that's authentic like I love that piece of information or I love that way of explaining it I can you know add it in but in my own way if that makes sense also this is why low-key I had much more structure in my first episodes because I ramble guys I bloody ramble ask any of my friends I tell a story about going down to the shops and buying bread and you'll literally be there for 15 minutes because I just go on. So this is why, but you know what, you guys, we're we're here for the ride. That's authentically me. That's who I am. That's why I wanted to start a podcast because I can bloody talk the back legs of a donkey. As who was it? Chloe? Geordie Shaw? Whoever it was? Somebody? If you, if you know, you know. Yeah, I'm just a I'm just a chatty girl. So I hope you guys can follow along and I apologize in advance if I drag on a little bit. Sorry, not sorry. But I would be interested to know in what you guys think of this new tempo, of this new like flow of the podcast. Do we like it? Do we want me to go back to a little bit more structured? I don't know. I'm open to feedback, guys. You tell me. I'm just I'm out here just figuring this all out. I'm on my journey. I'm like learning. I'm growing. Who knows? It might change again in a couple of weeks time because I'm just consistently like I'm just continuing to evolve and change over here and just like letting it flow as it is and just what comes will be. So on top of that as well, on top of having that bit of a realization and wanting to be more authentic and flowy and genuine and portray my message in a different way, I'm also going through what's called a kundalini awakening now for some people this is going to be like next level what the hell is this girl talking about she's crazy but it's (laughs) it's happening it's bloody happening to me and to be completely honest with you guys 
I am not at a stage yet where I can record a full episode about it because I am still learning. But essentially, just to give you a little bit of a 411, um, Kundalini is essentially this energy form or this energy source. And if I'm explaining this wrong, then I apologize. But from what I understand, it is this stagnant energy that isn't awakened in everybody. Um, And essentially, it's this energy. It's like a different sense of your body, right? So you can see, you can smell, you can hear, you can whatever. And this kundalini activates a different energy in your body. And I experience, they're called kriyas, which are movement, involuntary movements. So I will randomly just start shaking or twitching or like circling my body it's really weird because it's not me doing it it's like there is something inside of me shaking me around or like moving me I did the other like the other day I started to do some (laughs) guys I know this sounds crazy but I started to do some like Doctor Strange type like casting spells weird shit with my hands and I am just (laughs) I'm figuring it all out and the research that I have been doing about it it says that it kind of explodes your brain and you find it difficult to articulate the way that you're feeling and you don't necessarily have the words to explain what you're feeling and what you're going through which is so true um eventually I know I'll get there and I can't wait for that day and I think this is awesome and amazing and I'm so happy that this is happening um But that's just a little something else on the side that I'm kind of dealing with, which is random that I decided to start a podcast and just use my voice, express how I'm feeling and then going through this awakening, which is making it like difficult for me to do that. But you know what? It's all divine timing. It's obviously happening for a reason. So I'm just putting my trust and my faith in the universe. It's it's guiding me to wherever I need to be. But that's another reason I think why I needed that structure because I just lose my train of thought or I just feel like I'm not articulating what I want to say in the way I want to say it, if that makes sense. But I just feel like there is so much going on inside my head, so much going on with me spiritually, so much going on with me personally. There is just, it's all happening in my life right now, which is crazy. Like the universe is really just like, let's give it to her all at once. (laughs) Like, let's just, yeah, here, have a Kundalini awakening, make your podcast right now. You're getting married in three months in Italy. Be going for a trip. I just have so many exciting things happening in my life right now that I'm honestly thinking of making a YouTube channel. A, because I want to document it for myself and have it to look back on because I am such a sentimental memory keeper. I'm a keeper of the memories. I have got like 17,000 memory boxes in my house. I keep all of my birthday cards. So if you've ever written me a birthday card from the tender age of a baby, I have kept every single one of them, all of my birthday cards any sentimental thing or fun thing like I'll keep plane tickets or I've got when we went to America I've got like little stuff from Disney that we bought like souvenirs you name it everything that Luke used to propose to me 
the flowers that he got, I've dried them out. I've kept them. He had candles in like little candle things. I've kept them. Like I, I will keep everything. So I love having these memories to look back on. So I feel like YouTube would just be so much fun because A, the whole trip and wedding that we've got coming up is just going to be the best experience of my life. I've got over... 55 of my closest friends and family flying to Italy for our wedding in three months time. We're doing our bucks and bachelorette in Ibiza. Ibiza depends however you want to say. Depends how fancy you are. We're traveling around Europe for two months. So I just feel like I want to document all of that and also just show a bit more of my like day-to-day life. I feel like the podcast is a good way to speak about my kind of spirituality and speak about my journey and things that I'm learning. But a YouTube would be a good way to actually show you guys what I do. Every single morning I wake up, I meditate, I do yoga, I go for a walk barefoot outside, right? Like I I have these practices and for you guys to see them put in place and see how I integrate everything that I'm learning into my day-to-day life, I think it would just be cool. So I don't know. That's just something that I have been thinking about lately. A little bit of a side note. Again, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the new direction of the podcast. Let me know what you think of the YouTube channel. Are we vibing it? Are we like sick of me? Are you like, absolutely not, Jess. Let's just stick to one thing. We do not need more of your antics because I get it. It's a lot. But anyway, I digress. See guys, this is what I mean. I, I go on, but back to kind of what I wanted to speak about in this podcast episode. Obviously, I do have a bit of a general idea and I do want to still speak about the stuff that I had in my episode that never got out because I think it's really beneficial and I want to actually talk about that stuff, but just in my different way. So obviously, after posting my last solo episode, my personal life kind of got flipped upside down. Like it was just... It's just been a bit of a roller coaster, which I'm sure you could imagine. Obviously, being so open, so vulnerable, so honest, so raw, and reliving that old trauma brought up a lot of emotion for myself, but I would probably say mainly my family. I think for them, listening to it, listening to it, and reliving those situations but from the point of view of myself from understanding my experience with it and my emotions through it and how it affected me I think it was a lot for my family to understand um I have never actually had a conversation with my mum or my dad in regards to my childhood and my upbringing and any trauma that I had around it. I just felt that it wasn't necessary for me, to be completely honest. I didn't feel like I needed the validation from anybody else to make me feel better. I felt that I was responsible for putting myself back together and healing myself. This was my own journey and 
There was nothing that anybody else could have done for me that would have made me feel better. It's just something that I had to experience and go through myself. So we never had any conversations. I never, I never wanted any apologies. I never wanted any of that. So we've just still to this day, well, still to two weeks ago, hadn't had any conversations about how maybe my childhood affected me. It's just kind of, we experienced it. We never spoke about it under the rug. It happened. We move on. I don't know. (laughs) Probably not healthy, but yeah, my family wasn't one to (laughs) talk about our, talk about our feelings and our experiences and our emotions. That was definitely not something that was definitely not something that I um, grew up with. So since posting that episode, it has actually created space for us to have those conversations, which has been really healing. I think even for myself, obviously, like I said, I didn't necessarily need it. I feel like I've gotten to a point where like I'm absolutely okay, but it was still nice to have those conversations. I think as well for my parents and a lot of the conversations that we had were around understanding why we as humans tend to repeat certain actions, do certain things that we know aren't necessarily serving us. You know, we focus on the negative and we kind of keep ourselves in this vortex of not moving forward, staying in the same place, like we're living in fear, essentially. There are reasons that we do this and it's not just me, it's not just my family, it's every single person. And I figured that not only was it a beneficial conversation for me and my family to have about understanding why we do the things that we do and more importantly what steps can we take what healing can we do how can we break through this negative cycle how can we like break that loop and get out of repeating those negative behaviors that are just keeping us stagnant in life so that's what I'm kind of going to be speaking about today guys I want to tell you why explain why and look there is a multitude of reasons why there is so many reasons why um, that I won't be able to go into every single one today you know there's our ego there's negativity bias it's social conditioning and it's our genetics it's 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 our limiting beliefs it's kind of everything there there are so many things and I will probably be doing podcast topics about almost every single one of those things and just explaining it in a way but they all kind of come back and integrate together and it's kind of the same sort of system to readjust and get yourself out and I want to share that with you guys today now this doesn't have to be a huge like I'm addicted to x y and z drug or I'm addicted to whatever it is this can be as little as not drinking enough water, continuing to eat the food that we know it doesn't make us feel good, you know, just little things like that. How can we stop that cycle? So I want to start with our beliefs, okay, because I feel like really it all kind of comes back to that. And I know I've said it before, guys, and I will continue to say it again because it's true, 
but our thoughts create our reality. And if when I say this, you don't understand what I mean, or you're like, what the hell is this chick talking about? I'm going to paint you a picture, okay? I'm going to paint you a picture. I'm going to try and explain it in a way that can help you get on board, or at least understand, right? At least understand where I'm coming from when I say that. So your thoughts, if you think of them over and over again, and you assign truth to them, they become your beliefs. So if you think of your mind like a camera with a special lens, and the lens is called your beliefs, your beliefs are like glasses almost that you wear all the time and they will help you see the world in a certain way. So for example, if you think I'm really good at running and you think it over and over again and you assign truth to that, that becomes a belief. So once you have a belief, it actually affects the way that you see the world around you. So if you believe you're really good at running, you will look for evidence to support that belief and reconfirm it. But if you believe you're bad at running, you guessed it, you will look for evidence to support and reconfirm that too. And your beliefs will literally sort through the information around you and it'll pick things up that match with what you believe is true and it will help find evidence to support that belief. It's like putting all of this evidence right into a sieve. And if you believe, for example, again, the running, you believe that you're good at running, all of these experiences of when you've felt good about running or you've run fast or whatever it may be, it will literally help you find that evidence. So it's like those experiences become bigger, that they can't fall through the cracks of the sieve because it will literally sort through those experiences and it will find that evidence to continue to support and feed that belief, right? So essentially, these thoughts turn into our beliefs and our beliefs shape our perception of the world around us, our expectations of the future and our behavior. Because if we believe that we're capable of achieving our goals, we're going to behave like it and we're going to work hard at it. And on the other hand, if we believe that we are not capable of achieving our goals, we're more likely to give up and not even try. So in summary, your thoughts create your beliefs, your beliefs create your behavior and your behavior creates your reality. So I hope that helps you understand what I mean when I say our thoughts create our reality. Now, our thoughts are so powerful and there's this youtube video maybe i'll link below in the show notes for you guys to check out because it's awesome but essentially it's dr joe Dispenza, and it is clips from his tv show called rewired or it's a bit of one of the episodes of rewired now just a little side note as well if you guys are exploring your spirituality or you're on that personal development ladder self-development ladder you want to learn more about spirituality, Gaia is it. Like I, one day, Gaia, let's manifest this, hashtag sponsor, because I love Gaia. Gaia is essentially the Netflix of spirituality. So like you're scrolling through Netflix and there's all these movies, documentaries, that's Gaia, but it's like spiritual documentaries and like yoga and meditations. (laughs) I love it. Um, I'm crazy for it, but definitely not for everybody. 
but there's a TV show on it called Rewired by Dr. Joe Dispenza, which also, another side note, I am going to see him live next Wednesday, and I am so fucking excited. It's a whole day event. I am so sure that I'm going to have like 10 episodes worth of content to share with you guys because he is just, he's just so knowledgeable. He's just the best. So keep tuned for those episodes coming up because they're going to be bloody good ones. So at the start of this YouTube video, it explains the placebo effect. Now the placebo effect, if you don't know already, is essentially when you feel really sick, you've got some sort of sickness, illness, whatever it is, you go to the doctor, he gives you a pill and says, yeah, take this, you'll feel better. You take the pill and then you feel better. Only to find out that that pill was just a sugar pill and it had no medicine or anything in it. It was just a sugar pill. But you healed yourself through your thought because you believed, are we getting it? It's all coming together. You believed that that pill was medicine. So because you believed that thought, your body quite literally healed itself from a sickness, from an illness. I encourage you to do a little bit of research after this episode on the placebo effect because it really puts into perspective how powerful our mind is. Now, not only does the placebo effect work in healing yourself, but it has the opposite effect called a nocebo, which is when you think stressful, negative, limiting thoughts it quite literally shuts down your immune system just by thought alone. Now, not like, oh, your immune system shuts down as a figure of speech. I'm talking quite literally shuts it down. So doctors will actually give stress hormones to a person that's receiving an organ transplant to shut down their immune system so their body doesn't reject the foreign object. And by thinking stressful, negative, limiting thoughts, it does that alone, you know, without without a doctor injecting these hormones, just by thinking those thoughts alone releases those hormones and shuts down your immune system. So our thoughts, but essentially our beliefs are so bloody powerful, so beyond powerful. And some of these beliefs that we carry majority of the time they aren't even ours in the first place. So limiting beliefs actually form as a part of our natural development from childhood through to young adulthood and beyond. But psychologists do believe that by the age of seven, most of our patterns of behavior, beliefs and habits are formed. I would probably say majority of them come from childhood but you obviously can through to young adulthood and beyond create a belief. But these limiting beliefs created through our development and our childhood, sometimes we don't even remember that we've got them because they were formed at such a young age and often by our parents or authority figures. So these beliefs can be so ingrained in us that we don't even remember where they actually came from and we may not even realize that they're there. So it's like walking around with a set of glasses that color everything we see, but we don't even realize that we're wearing them and they're quite literally affecting everything that we experience. And the problem is that most of the time these beliefs aren't even true or they're not true for us, but we're still letting them 
dictate our lives. So maybe when you were a kid and you told your parents that you wanted to be an astronaut and your parents told you that it's really hard to do when you have to be really smart, which essentially led you to believing that you're not good enough. However, before that statement, we didn't believe that. And it may not even be true for our parents themselves as they had their own limiting beliefs and insecurities that were projected onto them, which they've passed on to us. So it's important to recognize that these negative beliefs, most of the time, 99% of the time, aren't even true and they're just holding us back from achieving our full potential. So we need to cut that shit out. We need to recognize that we're walking around with other people's limitations and beliefs holding ourselves back that we don't even necessarily believe. It's just because they were projected onto us from our parents or authority figures and society as children and it sure as shit isn't helping us. Now, for some of you, me telling you that would have been like, no shit, Jess. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, we already know all of this. But if we know these things are holding us back and we know we're keeping that negativity loop thought pattern replaying in our brains, then why do we keep on doing it? And why do we find it so difficult to change? Now, like I mentioned earlier, there are a multitude of different reasons and I will explore these reasons throughout this podcast, but a big one that I wanted to touch on today is the human brain's tendency to give more attention and to recall negative experiences or interactions rather than positive ones. And this tendency has developed throughout evolution. So earlier in human history, paying attention to bad, dangerous or negative threats in the world was quite literally a matter of life and death. Now, I'm talking back like prehistoric days, buddy. Back when the cavemen had to be able to register threats to avoid danger and increase their survival rates. Now, those who are more attuned to danger and focused on that negative stimuli had a higher chance of survival and therefore they passed on those genes. So as a result, that bias has become quite literally hardwired into our genetics today. So our brains have been hardwired through evolution to focus on the negative and it's called negativity bias and although back in the day it served a useful purpose but today when physical danger is minimal we're not out here getting chased by wild animals it often just gets in the way and it just keeps us paying more attention to those negative experiences and emotions which contribute to the formation and reinforcement of our limiting beliefs. So essentially, throughout childhood, we had these limiting beliefs projected onto us. And throughout evolution, we've been hardwired to fixate on the negative and become somewhat addicted to our shitty lives, which we don't even realize. But it's not all doom and gloom. I'm just painting you guys a picture. I'm shedding some light as to the why. So we can understand that and learn how to move through that. Because fortunately, as the amazing superhumans that we are, we can overcome this. And the first step to that is to just acknowledge that it's a natural part of our brain's programming. But it doesn't have to define us. We have the power to change our mindset and change 
our lives and our future. So how can we actually get to the bottom of these limiting beliefs and let go of that natural tendency to focus on the negative? Because the problem isn't that we have negative thoughts. The problem comes when we believe that those thoughts are true, right? It all comes back to our beliefs. So the first and most important thing that we need to do is get to the root of those beliefs, understanding what our limiting beliefs are, because we can't attach that negativity bias to a belief that isn't there. So becoming aware of your negative thinking patterns is the first step to addressing because by paying attention to our thoughts, we can gain insight to our own thinking habits and then we can take the steps to retrain our brain and focus more on positive thoughts and positive experiences. So how can we actually identify these limiting beliefs? Now, if you're not already sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen, then I suggest A, remember the time on this podcast right now and come back to it when you've got some time and a piece of paper and a pen in your hand. Because getting these thoughts out on paper can actually help you separate them from fact or fiction and then allow you to see how untrue they really are. And you've probably got a few things that already come to your mind when I say to you, what is a limiting belief of yours of I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, or I'm too old, I'm too young, whatever it is. Write them down as they come up because I know you'll have a few that instantly come up for you without being prompted but I want you to get a bit deeper than the ones that instantly jump out at you so I'm going to give you guys some questions to sit down and ask yourself to get out some of those beliefs that aren't as obvious or maybe that you didn't know were there at all okay so question one what areas of your life do you wish you could be more confident in and why Question number two, what do you believe about yourself that holds you back from reaching your full potential? Question number three, when you face a challenging situation, what assumptions do you make about your ability to handle it? Question number four, what are the common excuses or justifications you use to avoid taking action towards your goals? Question number five, What are some areas of your life where you constantly struggle or feel stuck and what beliefs might be contributing to that? Question number six, what criticisms or feedback do you tend to take personally and what beliefs might be underlying that sensitivity? So I feel like that's a pretty decent list to help you unpack some of those beliefs. So spend some time doing that and then really take a moment to understand the magnitude of these beliefs and how they are currently getting in your way or how they've impacted you in the past. You know, what opportunities have you already passed up or how much time have you wasted putting things off because of these beliefs? And really sit with that because the more you sit with the understanding of the impact that these beliefs have on your life and the impact that they have on your ability to move forward makes you want to release them 10 times over. So once you've got these beliefs out on a piece of paper and you're aware of them, 
I want you to assess the validity of them because like I said before, some of these things aren't even our beliefs in the first place. So try and find some concrete facts to support why you believe them to be true. And are there even facts to support it? Or is it just a perception or opinion from somebody else? And if you don't have any facts to support it and it's just based on speculation, then let it go. Ask yourself as well, what if it weren't true? What if that wasn't true? And consider what you could achieve if you could walk away from that belief. What would your life look like? So really question it, really assess it. What are the facts behind it? Do I really believe this? What could my life look like if I let that go? So something that's really important as well, now that you're aware of what those limiting beliefs are, anytime one of those beliefs comes up, I want you to challenge it instead of reverting back to fear. Because the more you challenge it, the more it will prove that it's false and help you move beyond it. So for me, it was posting about spirituality. I had a lot of fears and beliefs around what me posting about my spirituality would be. I thought people would judge me. I thought it would be the end of the world. I thought it would be just so embarrassing and everybody would be talking behind my back and blah, 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 you name it. But the more that I actually spoke about it and challenged that belief and took a step to kind of flip it, the more I, the more I actually challenged that belief and took action against it and spoke about spirituality and posted about some things here or there little just just dipping my toe in the water the more I realized that that was just something I made up in my head when I started posting about my journey my spirituality my beliefs I had so much overwhelming support and people reach out loving that I was speaking about this stuff and relating to the things that I was speaking about so I, this whole time I was walking around in this war with myself and believing that everybody would judge me and criticize me and that it would just be so horrible and scary to post about my spirituality because I had these limiting beliefs. But the more I challenged that belief, the more it just dissolved because I realized it wasn't true. So continuously challenging those beliefs as well, just little things at a time, the more you do the more it will dissolve. So that's a really important piece to this puzzle. Once you've got those beliefs, you need to flip them around and affirm the opposite. Now, I'm sure you've heard of affirmations before and don't worry, I'm not going to tell you just to write, I am financially free in a piece of paper and you'll be healed because unfortunately it doesn't work like that. And our brains need proof to accept new ideas. So we need to actively prove and confirm our affirmations in our daily lives. So for example, if you have a negative relationship with money and one of your limiting beliefs is I never have enough money or I have, I have a negative relationship with money or money doesn't come to me or whatever it is, you're flipping that around and you're reaffirming the opposite. So your new affirmation could be, I have a positive relationship with money or money comes to me easily. So instead of fixating on the negative, anytime money comes to you, so when you get paid or when you have enough money in your bank account or when you, you're going to the shops and you're 
buying food to fuel your body, express gratitude for that situation. Sit in the positive of that situation instead of always focusing on that negative. We need to retrain our brains to be happier and more positive and look for ways to reframe the events in a more positive light. So instead of paying for something, being like, oh God, like feeling bad about paying for it or feeling concerned or feeling anxious and all contracted when you're paying for something next, try and feel gratitude for that situation. Every time I tap my card, I say in my head, there's more where that came from. There's more where that came from because it's just reaffirming every time I pay for something that there's more where that came from. It's an abundance mindset rather than focusing on the lack. Every time I'm paying for it, I'm like, oh God, money's going, money's going, money leaves me. I don't have enough money because it's just reaffirming that in your life. So consciously focusing on the positive and dwelling in that moment as if you would for the negative one, because the more you do that, the more you rewire your brain to make it more likely to focus on the positive because it takes more for positive experiences to be remembered. So make an effort to give extra attention to the good things as they happen. Essentially, it all comes down to gratitude. Being grateful for everything that you've got right now because gratitude and joy, the the feelings of gratitude are raising your vibration to a higher level, to a higher frequency, which is attracting more of that frequency, more of that abundance, more of that gratitude into your life. And it's not always easy. It's not to say it's just easy because there's going to be moments where you're like, you know what? I'm sitting in this negative emotion right now because I cannot pull myself out of it which is fine, but don't let that become a regular thing and just fall back into that cycle. We just need to continue to reaffirm these positive behaviors, these positive thoughts, this gratitude feeling. Go out there and do things that bring you joy, that make you happy, that make you grateful. Go for a walk, be out in nature, Listen to upbeat music. Guys, music is so healing. And I don't know about you, but like putting on a good song just instantly raises my instantly raises my mood. So the more that you're doing in your life to create these positive experiences that you're grateful for, the higher vibration, the higher frequency that you're emitting into the universe, which is what you're attracting back, like I said in my what two episodes ago the law of attraction it all basically body matches up so in essence guys that's pretty much it and i know it's easier said than done but at the end of the day we all have control of our emotions now we can't control everything that happens in our life but we can control how we react to it and how we feel about that so in summary we're getting to the bottom of our limiting beliefs we're sitting in the feeling of what what our lives will look like if we do not get rid of these limiting beliefs. And every time they come up, we want to challenge them. We want to continuously challenge them and do the things that scare us and take small little tiny steps into dissolving those beliefs. So 
like I said, for me, it was speaking about my spirituality. The more I spoke about my spirituality, the more I realized that that was just all in my head, not a belief. So we need to continuously challenge a thing, stepping outside of our comfort zone and doing those things to prove that those beliefs are not actually true in the first place. Then we're reaffirming positive ones. So we're constantly in our day-to-day lives looking for examples to prove that those beliefs aren't true. And instead of focusing on the negative of the situation, we're expressing gratitude for what we've already got. That, I hope it explained it in some kind of way. I hope I didn't lose you throughout it and you're enjoying this more laid back approach to the podcasts. I would love to get any feedback from you guys as always as to what you thought about this podcast episode. If you feel like I missed anything, please let me know. And we've got this, guys. Lastly, you've got this. Don't give up, you know. Whenever these beliefs come in, remember, you're not alone. Everybody experiences these beliefs. Everybody's got this little mean girl inside of their head. Even bloody Rihanna. Everybody... Every human has these things. So as long as you're actively working through it and not letting it keep you down and not giving up on yourself, because that's a big thing, right? You're just giving up on yourself. Prove it to yourself. Prove to yourself what you can do. Because I want to see what happens if you don't give up. I love that quote. I want to see what happens if you don't give up.